Hello wrestling fans, quick first bump. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. Once again, we are smack dab along ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin, how are you doing this week, my friend? I'm doing all right, I guess. Hating people is normal. <laughs> You're so negative <laughs> at the beginning of all of these. Yeah, well, you know, that's what life does to you, kid. <laughs> You're just a grumpy old man yelling at the clouds. Do what? You're just a grumpy old man yelling at the clouds. There you go. Get out of my yard. I do watch people go, <laughs> look, make sure they pick their dog's poop out of my yard, actually. <laughs> I guess I am. I am old, ain't I? You're Grand Torino without the racism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I got a sweet car like that, though. My 2001 Mitsubishi Mirage. Betsy, she 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 don't look as good as that Torino did. <laughs> oh, man. oh, I know I was gonna tell you a minute ago. Two nights in a row, Tyrus has wore NWA uh, shirts. First night he wore NWA Power, and last night he had just a regular NWA shirt on. It's like, man, he's. I mean, that. I'm, dude. He's he's uh, representing. Yeah. I, mean, I think you that's you pretty, shouldn't be surprised. That's where he's currently working. Yeah, but still, you know. Well, I mean, like I said before, Hogan, he'd be on all kinds of never mentioned Impact, and but they're saying, I mean, you know, not, I mean, not everybody. Hulk Hogan doesn't care about the product that they're currently working on. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, because I mean, though, but seriously though, I mean, I mean, his schedule, he's you know. Tyrus has got all stuff going on. I mean, to actually make sure he's wearing a shirt going gut fell, which is, you know, the number one late night TV show. I mean, that's, he's my, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He can just be like, I'll just wear whatever, you know, whatever I had on. So, I mean, that, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't understand the surprise of somebody repping their brand. Because I say a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Well, they should promote I mean, their brand. Do what? They should promote their brand. Oh, I do too. I'll definitely. I've always said that. Uh, that, that I do. I don't, I don't agree with people telling you, oh, I booked you, but you're going to help me promote. No, you're the promoter. I'm the work. I'm the wrestler. I'll wrestle. I don't promote. You want me to promote? You give me a percentage of the gate. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, everybody thinks, I'll book you. You got to help me promote nowadays. No, I, I ain't helping you promote. You know, I'll help you promote. You gonna give me a percentage of the gate? That's the thing. Old Everybody thinks you're just posting. Well, I'm just saying that's that. Y'all new school kids, y'all don't realize uh, you're hurting yourself by doing that. You know, we're hurting you're ourselves. No, no, this is a good conversation. We're hurting ourselves by sharing a flyer on Facebook. Well, are you getting are you getting paid any extra? Why would you for sharing a flyer? Would, would you not does a does a band not promote when where they're booked at, whatever bar or whatever venue? Really? No. There, there's no promotion of that. 
You can't go to their website. Actual, hold on, hold on, hold on. You okay. can't go to their website and see a lineup of dates with links listed to the ticket outlets and how to get there and when they're going to be. Who runs the website? The band. It's listed on the band's website. Come I'm sure Gene Simmons is freaking is <laughs> running the website of Kiss last uh, tour this year. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's go to the very top. I'm sure. I'm sure John Cena ran his own stuff too. Hey, John Cena still uh, retweets WWE events. There's nothing. Look how many times sharing a flyer or retweeting. It's not like he's asking you to go out and hang up flyers. But how many times do you have to? I saw you have post it one time, but if you if you're just constantly posting it and all that stuff. You know, you're taking time out of your time to do that. I say give you one. You get one post, and after that, charging you. I agree to disagree. Because that's why y'all draw 30 freaking people nowadays and wonder why nobody comes to shows. Really? Yes. We need to talk about 2005 when you old guys – would jerk off and bust a nut over a hundred people in the crowd. Hundred people, yeah. Because you know why? Because too many people got in the business that didn't know how to promote. <laughs> That's why we drew thirty people then. Because <laughs> people got I, in the business. Hold on, hold on, no, no, no. I, I work. I worked those shows at, under some of these supposed wrestling vets who had been around for years. And that and like, hey, it goes back to. Not everybody is a wrestler can be a booker or be a promoter. And I agree. Some of, you, some of your best wrestlers are your worst bookers. Okay, fair enough. That, that doesn't matter. I didn't start getting on, on shows with 300 plus people until, I don't know, the past 10 years. But is it a weekly or is it a weekly show? I'm talking about weekly shows. Well, see, now, now you just keep narrowing it, narrowing it, narrowing it down to fit your narrative. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. And no, well, yeah, the, well, the, I mean, well, the weekly market is dead. Like the weekly market is What's dead. That? You can't run a weekly show and, and draw. Oh, I know that. But why, yeah. is it got, why did it get dead? Because there's so many more options for entertainment out there. Mm, depends on where you're at. No, no, it doesn't. Places, if yeah. you have internet connection, there's so many more markets for entertainment. Okay, like, okay, so you live in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They ran weekly forever. Okay. So what is there now that wasn't there in, say, 94? An Applebee's? There? Yeah, for entertainment. Again, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you have internet connection. Okay, so what are you going to watch on the internet besides going to a wrestling show? You can watch independent wrestling on, on the internet. You can watch Impact. You can watch WWE. You can watch New Japan. You can watch any okay. wrestling you want from the comfort of your of your house. But your if TV. it's like WWE, if you're watching Ross, but that's what I'm saying. If but if you want to, but if you're a fan of indie wrestling of that of that group it's in your town you're going to go to that because you can watch if it's on the internet you can watch it anytime you want sure you can what's to make you 
shell out that 10 bucks for a ticket and leave your house. It better be really good. I told said 10 bucks is too high. I, 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 I think that's too high. You're stuck in 1992. In 92, we drew. You know why? Because we made it affordable. You always make it less than going to the movies. 10 bucks a person is less than going at the movies. Now, if you uh, include the food and stuff. At, the, at a wrestling show, it's cheaper than movie food. But still, though, it's... See, every well, time I refute something, you say, but still, but this. Well, to an extent, but if you're still going to go... Well, most places, can the concession food is high. I mean... When's the last time you've been to an independent wrestling show? As a ticket as a, as a ticket buying fan or sitting in the crowd? Oh gosh, uh, independent show ninety one. Then do you really have the knowledge to speak on what the prices are? Are they selling hot dogs for fifty cents? No, because it's not nineteen ninety one. I'm just saying, how much you is, have to make okay, a wait, profit? So, People are actually trying okay, to be how businessmen is, now. How much of is that? How much is a hot dog? How much do they sell for hot dogs at, a, at any show? I don't know, Quentin. I don't eat hot dogs anymore. <laughs> well, you sit there saying you know what they charge now. So a couple bucks is not 50 cents because, hey, guess what? Inflation is a thing. Inflation. I don't know what that is. I worked for the state of Tennessee. I was a state employee. We didn't get inflation. <laughs> okay, but the price of a movie ticket and the price of a wrestling ticket are the same now. No. Movie tickets are still more expensive. They're more than $10? Yeah, $10 might get you a matinee. No way. Yeah. What? Where you? There's no way. You're obviously way out of the times on that. You should tell me that a movie, just a movie ticket to a regular movie is more than $10 nowadays. Mm -hmm. You're kidding me. No. How much are they? When's the last time you were out of the house? Today. Did you get a movie? They're even open. Yeah, they are. Not the time I was out today, this mm -hmm. morning. So I take the car to get work done. There we go again. What? How I much said, are they seriously? I'm, I'm I said uh, movie. Well, hold on. I've got, got two fine tickets here. I just can't believe that. It just, that's blowing my mind. I don't know why your mind's so blown, but. Because last time I went to the movies, I think I paid like eight bucks, nine bucks. They are $12. Holy smokes. Where's that at? Why do you need like so many qualifiers? It, it's at AMC Theaters. In Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Gosh, that's high. And that's for some regular. That's for a matinee. No, that's so what's a, a night ticket? A, a reg that is a night ticket. Matinee's ten. Holy, that's crazy. 
if you think about okay, so you're still two dollars less. But if you're in little small towns, that's still you gotta, I mean, you still gotta have to keep it. I think ten dollars in a small town is a lot for a ticket. I just do. Okay. And that, that would have I mean, worked in ninety-five, maybe. Well, okay, do the inflation. What was a five dollar ticket in ninety-five to today's thing? Now this what? is gonna, this just, is I'm, gonna be a long one. Why is it gonna be a long one? Just, I'm 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 learning something new because obviously I'm more out of touch with the prices of things that I thought I was. Okay, so what when when are we going from? Like what year to, to today's year? Uh, 1994. Okay. $5 ticket. Most of shows are five, six bucks. $5 ticket. Calculating. Item would cost $9.08. Wow. That is crazy. Wow. I guess I'm, I need to do more calculations, look, read stuff into stuff more then. Dang, I'm way off, ain't I? And if we are going from when you first started, uh, $5 from 92 to today would be $9.59. It's like $10 didn't become a thing until, what, 2010-ish, around that time? In the tens, in, in this area, probably yeah. That's what I'm talking um, about. You know, in the north where they actually attempted to pay oh. the the wrestlers, uh, it was a bit more. Oh no, I'm just about around here. But but wow. in the south, they would nickel and dime pay you and pay oh, you I know. change as long as humanly possible. Oh, I know that. I just can't believe that's wow. A ten dollar ticket is like low level independent, right? Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh gosh. Somebody's so I'm just I'm blown away how I don't know, I guess I'm I guess I've been out of business so long I didn't realize. Wow. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you right now though, you tell me you said it's low level. There's no way I'd pay ten dollars to see some of these low level ones. Our product was a lot better for five dollars in '94. <laughs> and I'm standing behind that. Okay. You can't change them off any numbers, facts, stats, or anything on that one. I mean, hey man, so if, you to, if you have to feel like you're right, you can feel like you're right. Oh, on that part and the the town was a lot better back then. Okay. Is that, you know, but it's like, but town, I'm talking about low level. Do you have a lot of low levels back then? Because that was before the phase of letting every Tom, Dick, and Harry in. Yeah. So, so you're saying where, where you first broke in in Hartsville, Tennessee, you're saying that was better than the, the show today? Depends on what level you're talking about. It's it's that was low level then. That was what low level was then, and there weren't many of those. So. That's what I'm trying to say. 
there was less low level then than there is nowadays. You got to admit that. I mean, yes and no. Oh, come on. I, I wrestled in some of the, the most dumps when we first started. And I wrestle in some of those same dumps now. So, I mean. <laughs> well, dumps, dumps, your buildings ain't got nothing to do with it. I think that has a lot to do with it. You can have good it, cards and be in a dump building. Yeah, you, you can, and you can also be in the dump building and have whatever card you want. People don't want to go to that dump building. I show you Petersburg, Tennessee, where the bathroom was constantly clogged up. It was disgusting. And we never drew okay. more, and at least in my run, with you than 12 people. That building used to draw. That's what's crazy. But the bathrooms weren't like that. That's what I'm saying. But I don't know. Everything's different. But there was low level back then. But I'm just saying low level back then was not as rapid as it is now. See what I'm saying? I mean, I was, There's I, more was, low I, was level. Like, I was eight in 1994, so I don't know. <laughs> you're so old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're so young. I, I just compared it from what I saw in 05 to what I what I see now. Oh, 05. I mean, gosh. I mean, that's, that's the heyday of anybody can run, you know? I mean, come on. Build a Shields was running. Okay. If Build a Shields, I mean, anybody that's what shows you anybody can run. If you, if you, you know, the Greens ran, still running, whenever they can. You know what I'm saying? But back then, you only had a few of those people here and there. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. You don't understand. You see what I'm trying to say about that part. You're right about the ten dollar. Also, I was wrong because I did not realize inflation got that high. Because I'm out of touch with reality on that stuff. But <laughs> far as far, as, I'll admit I'm wrong on that because I, I I'm still shocked how bad off I was. But the amount of people that should have been running shows in '94 to the amount in the last ten to fifteen years, from '95 up. Compared to 94. You can't tell me there's not a drastic amount of more nowadays than what was back then. I can, only, I can only speak for the area I know. I know there's less shows in this area now. Oh, yeah. Somebody's killed everything. Somebody's killed everything and, and, and burnt every building out. If the building ain't burnt out, the town if the burnt, the town ain't burnt out, the, they burnt their bridge to get in the building. So, you know what I'm saying? But the I, weekly town is dead. And and I, I'm just saying my generation didn't burn them out. No. Think, I didn't think, say of, y'all did. think about the promoters who are running. Yeah, that's the problem. People that got but, in. But those I, promoter no. A lot of those promoters who are running them, were they not old school guys? Not all the time. I'm talking specifically our oh, some area. of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Definitely. all three all three of the Nashville guys worked well, worked territories. Yeah, sure did. And like I said, that I mean they were good promoters. Does that mean they should have been promoting? Not really, you know. So, but the thing is, though, that there's been more. But even back then, those guys, those guys couldn't have ran back then, you know. 
One good thing because he was in jail. <laughs> Another one was hiding and running from the, the law. <laughs> that was funny. Come on, laugh. I don't know any stories about any, any of them being locked up or running from the law. So Okay, one was in prison and one was had to leave a certain state and go to another state to run because he left too many Owen Bills in one state. He had to go to another state to start running. And you said three people, so do the math. <laughs> oh, I, I can guess who's who. Okay, there you I, go. <laughs> I, I just never have heard the stories. So what? Where have you been? <laughs> I keep my nose out of the BS. When you first broke in, you didn't. You wouldn't hear what people were saying. No, not as especially at that time. Especially at that time, all three of them hated each other, and you couldn't work for one if you worked for the other. I mean, I, I or know the other. I know. I know all that stuff, but as yeah. far as uh, rumor and stuff like that, I never got into that. Ah, uh, you hear things, kid. Yeah, well, you know I, what? You want I heard to some things, but never that stuff. You want to do what you're supposed to keep your mouth shut and your ears open because you would have heard it then. <laughs> you had your ears open. I'm busting your balls, man. I know you are. Yeah. But no, I, seriously, I cannot believe the $5 is $10 now. That's just blowed my mind. Well, good gosh, the payoffs didn't go up, did they? Yeah. I, I'll say there's more promoters now that attempt attempt to take better care of their guys for the most part there, there's still some free and five dollar only places out there uh but some promoters actually attempt to take better care of their guys really some not all really wow so trust me not all <laughs> and those are the ones that what don't promote and don't draw yeah or it's the ones who will only hit you up if uh they're running some kind of benefit show, brother, brother. Yeah, that's another thing. It's hurt. All these benefit shows and fundraisers, that's hurt a lot. You know, because you know what the territories, uh, spot shows for territories were? Yeah, they're bot shows, which is what a fundraiser yeah. is. Yeah. And which that was your, that was, you know, your two or three uh, shows a week on your booking sheet you had, you worked and you got a payoff. Now, it's, hey, I'm doing a fundraiser. Oh, I think it's a benefit. It ain't a fundraiser. I'm doing a benefit for the for my kids' uh, uh, butt picking team. Uh, you come work a show for me for free, you know. So that's and that's been going on for about 20 years now. So and that goes back to people getting in the business, running promotion, shouldn't be. Now, doing for one for the one of the boys. Yeah, I can see that. You know, if you if you know them and work with them, you know what I'm saying. If they want a goof, you know what I'm saying. I can say, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't hardly ever do benefit shows because you know, you know, I want to do a benefit show for Jack Dick McGillicuddy because he got his electric cut off. We're gonna get his electric cut back, and we'll have a benefit show for him. You know? I mean, I get it. The benefit shows have helped some people too. What's that? I said I get it. Benefit shows have helped some people too. Yeah, but here's my thing though. Were well, they part of the business? Oh, I agree. I, I only work benefits for guys who are part of the business. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. No, I ain't talking about, that's what I'm saying, you know. There's, like, people, all oh, my cousins, brothers, nephew. Well, go have a freaking yard sale or a bake sale, you know. Do a stop, uh, a stop sign roadblock gimmick with the buckets, you know. So, um, that's my whole thing. It goes about, I ain't trying to say everything was all hunky-dory back when I broke in either. Now, there were still some uh, people shouldn't have been in, but I think it's just, in the last 20 years, it's just really gotten out of hand. You know, I'm still capable of shocked over that $5 to $10 thing. Good gosh. That's crazy. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it is not December 23rd, but you have heard Quentin Charisma's uh, airing of the grievances for Festivus this year. <laughs> I, expect I, to see the, I, I expect to see the Festivus poll out next next episode. You know, just I just I don't know. Very, uh, very, right. very fired up and angry Quentin Charisma this week. I'm always angry. I got to be something. I can't be happy. Why not be angry? That's depressing. Well, you know, everybody's always saying, you're old timers. That's y'all. Y'all, y'all didn't do this. Y'all didn't do that to us. Whatever. Who's saying, who's so, saying didn't, didn't do that to us? I see stuff all the time people put on the internet. So we you're, don't you're have, letting we people you don't know on the internet affect your daily life. Oh, no, I'm just saying. My, life, my day was already ruined before I read that stuff. So. <laughs> Might as well just add on. No, it's just that I don't know. Where did we get here? You blew up about ten dollar tickets, and somehow we ended up here. How did we get to the ten dollar tickets? No idea. You Maybe probably just all this out. <laughs> you probably had all this out. I don't know. Oh, the tyrants wearing the shirts. Then we got on about people saying you got to help me promote, and then all went downhill from there. <laughs> hey, still believe in you get one one thing on the internet, and that's it. After that, I get a percentage. That's where you gotta do it. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that person, the promoter, is probably gonna post it once anyway. That's all he's doing. You know, some of them. You might be right. I have I, no way. And I, you don't keep up with the wrestling nowadays. Well, you How you gonna get it. booked, kid? You gotta be out. Get it out there, kid. You gotta learn. You know, get your name out there, man. Hustle. Do you say that like that's not the the attack a lot of us do for years? <laughs> I'm ribbing you, man. <laughs> I forget. I said, never mind. It's no, like I mean, so serious. I'm, I'm not. We, I mean, we got into a legitimate philosophical discussion about it. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. The, actually, in the joking part of this, or, or when you're being. Oh, serious you hear me say, call you, you hear me call you a kid. You know, I'm ribbing you. Eh, I don't know. Old Quentin comes out sometimes. Well, no, because you think how long you been working? Uh, this month will be my 16th year. How can I call you a kid? You got 16 years in. I only had two more than you. Well, because you're like 73 years old, so Christian's on his day. Okay, yeah, there's old jokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I, I admit this. Uh, there was people that shouldn't have been promoting back then. There's people that should be promoting now. Um, you know, I think, yeah, you can post it one time on your thing, and then I think that's enough. And if somebody, if a promoter is going to be posted more than once, they need to give you a percentage. Because if you post it one time, that should be good enough. Now, that's fair. Now, that's what I think. That's I mean, fair. you don't pay me. I'll, I'll post. I mean, I, you, you pay me percentage. I'm gonna post it on every single page known to mankind that I can get it on there. You know. Here's so. the here's the question on that theory, and this is probably bringing it a little too minute, but you were kind of doing it to me earlier. How how do they know legitimately? How do they know what business came from your post? I say that because I, I have worked for. When I worked in Rhode Island, Brutal Bob Evans, he had a thing to where here's your guarantee and here's a uh, promo code. When you share this and you put that promo code and we link the person who buys tickets to said promo code, that's extra money in your envelope. You have, to have, a, way, you have to have a way to track. Okay, that's different. Um, that goes back to the days of selling. You'd sell advanced tickets and you'd get so much for each advanced ticket you'd sell. It'd be more than a just a percentage. You, uh, if you do it like that, 
uh, you get more. Uh, you would get paid more money for ticket if somebody then you just say if you went out hanging up flyers. Um, so for you know it ain't how how many tickets you sold, but you you did the advertisement. Now if you did the advertisement and you sold advanced, you got you know you got so much for each advance you sold, and it'd be more than just a, a percentage of of help and promote. So I'm saying. No, I, I get that. But here, here's where you're, you're missing the point is that you're saying it's a percentage is a percentage. If you I, I very much feel this. If you don't have a guarantee, you work off percentage. If you have a guarantee, you forfeit your work off percentage. Not saying the said promoter can't bonus you because he thinks you did a good job. But if you work a guarantee, you should get that guarantee no matter what. OK, but then should you be allocated to go help him promote? So you keep saying go help him promote. No, I'm not thinking I should go to the town that's a couple hundred miles away and help hang up flyers. Or but, get on the internet and spend, and spend your time. And that's why it goes back to just sharing it once. But get on your time and actually just get on there and promote it. Uh, you know, all over. You know, Sam, sharing it on everything. That's time. You know what I'm I could share a flyer across three platforms in less than a minute. Okay. When you say pl- three platforms, what's a platform? Actually, four. Personal Facebook, professional Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Okay, that's your stuff. I ain't talking about your own page. I'm talking about going to different I, sites I, and stuff. I've never seen a promoter ask somebody to go to a different site and promote their stuff. Okay, so that's what I thought all this was about. When you, somebody says help promote. Yeah, you share the flyer. That's what, share the well, flyer. On your do, own thing. Do, do a promo if you want to. No, that I don't agree with. That's extra money. I believe that that should be some money right there. Because you're taking your time. And actually, some of these, well, here's the thing, too. Some of these uh, promos I see are going to hurt your hurt your business more than help. Unless you're Cassius Jack or Terry Funk, don't give a freaking three or four minute interview uh, promo about the show coming up next week. Nobody wants to hear you ramble for three or four minutes because you do not have the skills. You hurt more than you help. Never should be over a minute unless you're really good. And there ain't too many people on the indie scene that can, you know, you might disagree, but for what I've seen out there, I've seen some doozies, boy. What do you think? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what you ate tonight, whether it was like some dill or some <laughs> some cumin, <laughs> maybe some Brussels sprouts, maybe some kale. I don't know, but something's making you bitter. I want to be 1994 again, man. Come on. Help me out. <laughs> I mean, I I miss your mullet, too. but I didn't have a mullet in 1994. I cut my mullet off in 1989. Thank you very much. I still was in the mullet era and I cut it off. So I did not have a mullet in 1994. Yeah. You got to edit all this out, right? You had a sweet mustache at one point. No, I don't think I am. This is going to be, and we'll title this The Great Debate. <laughs> I had a, the, the sweet mustache because nobody had mustaches then. So it made you look odd. And it wasn't a thick one because I couldn't grow a thick one then. I really can't grow a thick one now, but it was really thin. So it was heat getter, man. Do you look like overweight John Waters? Who's John Waters? Oh, man. We just lost our 10 viewers. I know we have. The the guy who directed Hairspray? I remember the movie Hairspray had Fat Ricky Lake in it. (laughs) Before she lost our weight. Did it have John Travolta in it? He was the mom? That was the remake. Oh. But yes, John Travolta did play the mom in the remake and was quite good. Yeah, I remember they said he did a really good job. So the first one was Ricky Lake. Tracy Lords and Johnny Depp, right? Oh, was Johnny Depp in that? Or was he in the remake? 
Uh, he was not in the remake, so. I bet he was in the first one. Wasn't Tracy Lords in it? Gosh, now you got me looking at this. So this is a wrestling podcast. Let's look up the. the can anyone you can put this at the end? Can you splice this put it at the end or just have to go in the front? Oh, no, this is going in the front. Um, let's oh, see. don't really go get away with Time we do the match, somebody's going to be listening. Sonny <laughs> uh, Bono was in it. Okay. Uh, Divine was in it. Ricky Lake was in it. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da. Johnny Depp was in it, wasn't he? I'm not seeing Johnny Depp. Huh, I might be thinking somebody different then. Was Tracy Lords in it? Or am I thinking about a totally different movie? <laughs> I, bro, I think you're thinking about a way different movie. <laughs> His hair is spray, but it's hair something in your hair, but it ain't spray. <laughs> Tracy Lords. <laughs> Tracy Lords is not in it. What am I thinking about? And Johnny Depp is not in it. What am I thinking about? She, she, she did, when she quit porn, she tried to be a regular actress. There for a while. After some reason, I thought she was in it. Was she in the remake? I don't know. Never mind. Are, are you thinking Crybaby? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Crybaby. Uh, I knew I was mixing two of them up. Yeah, was you Ricky did. Lake and Crybaby? Was what? Was Ricky Lake and Crybaby? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> we lost everybody. It's listen. That was the ten people we still had listening. They are officially done with us. Yeah, we we just went into. Cry baby and uh and hairspray. Well, we, well, you're the one that got us here talking about hairspray <laughs> and my my pimped out mustache from '94. <laughs> Johnny Depp wasn't Cry Baby. He played Cry Baby. Okay. Uh, who who else were you asking it? about? Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake and Tracy Lords. Yeah, Tracy Lords is in it. Ricky Lake was in it. Okay, is that the wrong movie? Iggy Pop was in it. Wow. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now all the rest of these people I don't really. Oh, Willem Dafoe was in it, apparently. Wow. But, yeah, there we are. So you learned something new today, too. I learned that $5 goes a lot more $10 now, and people was in Crybaby. Anyway, how did we get to the, the John Hughes? Did he, is he the guy that did all the uh, 16 Candles? and, and well, uh, We didn't go to John Hughes. I went to John Waters. Oh, never mind, then. Totally different person. Don't even yeah. go to John Hughes. I don't even start that. John Hughes is the one did 16 Candles and and um, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink. All those. Yeah, yeah. Pretty in Pink. Ducky. Yeah, and all those good good uh, automobile. Ah, sorry. That's a line from 16 Candles. <laughs> married. Married? Married. Yes, married. <laughs> to Ali Bohonk. I'm sorry. I'm just off my rocker today. <laughs> All right. So can we please start this? Yeah, let's get to some wrestling. This has gotten weird, guys. We're gonna try to get it back on track. Uh, the match for this week is Harley Race versus Andre the Giant from Houston, January seventh, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, the uploader on YouTube is Rob D, our old friend who uploads all this great quality Houston wrestling. I've got my video out to triple zeros. I wonder what they charge for these tickets. <laughs> Rip, I'm just messing. All right, yeah, go to triple zeros. <laughs> if there's anybody listening, which I doubt it. All right, so if you're ready, I'm ready, and we will hit play in three, two, one, play. NWA On Demand. This was, uh, what's his face stuff, right? Yeah, Bruce Tharp. Yeah. 
Andre in the ring. Somebody, oh, a little graphic here. Houston, Texas. Oh, they're at the summit. Ooh. Huh. I don't know much about the summit. Do you? Because that was what Sam used to call Sam. Hmm. Well, it's a 70s graphic, ain't it? Yeah, it is. You can tell those other graphics were definitely put in post. Like oh, po- yeah. Like post, I mean like 2010. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got a ref. And we got two cornermen. Uh, looks, looks like it. Or they just, I don't know. Well, that, guy didn't, take, referee. that guy didn't take Harley's robe, so he ain't doing much. Yeah, I noticed that. So this so is when Andre started fun. putting on his weight. Yeah, it's right. Pre-broken ankle slash killer con angle. But they can, they can still move it because but yeah, his, this 78, 79, 80 was he started putting on when he started really putting on some weight. Um, well, he's always was big, but he can tell by his belly. Because he never had a really big belly to this time. Oh, my gosh. Hardy just took a backdrop. Holy smokes. That was awesome. Wow. Hardy's like, ah, I should have thought about that. <laughs> he's, like, hey, you know, he's selling it, too. Like, he just got backdropped by a giant. Already in the match, he's already on the floor selling his back like crazy. Does this ring look different? Or is it just the angle of the camera? No, it looks smaller. That's well, what I thought. But maybe that's just because Andre's in there. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, might be. Well, it might be the same ring because remember, Houston's ropes were loose. Remember? Everybody yeah, they had, they had those the, giant aprons. Yeah, so it's the same ring. I think it's just Andre being in there. and I think it's a different camera angle. Maybe. I don't know. Get the big bear hug. Somebody's got a better throw than Harley. <laughs> well, not better, but bigger. <laughs> you gonna hit, buddy? Oh, he got the big punch. Harley begging off. I said, get out of my throw. Yes, Andre, you know, he was tall, but he was wide, you know? They would. He was just so much just oh nice guy. I thought he was going for a cobra clutch at first. Yeah, got him in a Japanese strangle. Yeah. This is that is that like somebody called I've heard is that like I've heard a straight a straight jacket? Is that yeah. What that okay. That that'd be a straight jacket choke. You can do also do a straight okay. jacket across the body. Okay. And like suplex somebody that way. He's putting his head into his back. I like that. Are they going to go down? They might be going down the map. back when Andre had more than one pair of tights, too. (laughs) I thought he was going to put his knee in his back, and then I think he decided not to. Yeah, I think think balance became an issue. Yeah, I think he was going to the knee. I don't know why Harley's oh, going man. going toward the ropes. Bronco Lubitsch ain't gonna do anything about it. No, 
<laughs> oh, he actually touched the ropes, but I guess it wasn't enough. <laughs> I've noticed in a lot of these old ones, like when the heel touches the rope, the ref will just kick the hand off. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought that was a break. Was rope, were rope breaks not a thing back then? I don't know. I have to look up the old rule book. Hey, you see, you see it floating around every now and then in the NWA. I, I have book. a copy of it. You look, look it up for next week and let us know. Because a lot of these in the 70s, it seems like it. Yeah. I think it was just, all these in, I think it was just the referees because always the heels they'd screw with. Referee's discretion. <laughs> oh, Harley's got him in the corner. Is he going to get a clean break? I actually have this on my phone. Ooh. Oh, look at Harley get big old. Look, he's selling. Oh, nice headbutt by Harley. As of 1974, it is legal to continue wrestling your opponent until he is clearly entangled in the ropes and referee calls for a break. Wrestlers are cautioned to protect themselves on the break. Oh, a big suplex. Oh, Harley tried to suplex Andre. Andre Barty gave him one. So you got to be in, into him, just not just touching him then. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that's the way that's that reads cool. to me. Okay, that's what it is. Nowadays, you just touch them and it's a rope break. You got to be all up in them, entangled, it said. So Andre sold that suplex more than Harley did. There goes the headbutt. It should hurt both of them. Yeah. I was like, Andre's head was a headbutt. Yeah, look at Harley selling it. We don't want no replay. Get that replay out of here. Yeah, Harley headbutt Andre. He just fell back. That was awesome when he sold it. Whoo, big old chop. Look at that. That's why you, if you know how to sell, you can just take one thing and sell it, which we got watch all these old matches. They take one thing and sell, you know. Uh oh, what's he going to do? I got a double chicken wing. Let's see, Harley going to try to spin him around and go for a backslide. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get an Yeah, and skip. My can't. My mine ain't skipping. All right, let me Would know. You have when a planter peanut. Yep, Joe. That's what I had. It's, it's play after I had. Now it's back. Sorry, folks. I think you could do ads if it was copyrighted. I don't know. Well, I'm tell you, I bet it's not because uh, what's his name? Um, oh crap! Guy, the, the, the dirty blondes guy. He's got all that Florida stuff on his stuff, and it has all kinds of ads. Looks like Hardy's going back him into the ropes. I think it may be if it's copyrighted, you can't get money from it. Then why show ads? YouTube can still get money from it. But why? Are they going to put I, ads I, in the middle of your stuff? I don't know. I, I don't know the actual business plan. I was just guessing. Okay. He's got he's got his hands locked. Just notice it now. Oh, you're going to make it the head. Let's see if he try that knee now. He was going to do it earlier, but he thought he'd lose his balance. 
He's working on Harley's back. Back in the corner. Just to give him a clean break. Oh, oh, he grabbed the arm bar. Rub his elbow into the arm there. Oh, no, he broke it. I guess because he got took it out of the corner and he was supposed to be a clean break out of the corner, I guess. Lock back up. Nope. Hey, he went to the arm bar now. Well, no, he just, oh, he's rubbing, he got the elbow on his shoulder. That's pretty neat. I still don't know how Bronco was the head referee. I think he'd been there for 50 years at this time. <laughs> okay, they need to zoom out. Yeah, oh, here we go. He's putting pressure on the wrist there. I was like, what is he doing? Because is he just working? I guess Andre's I've been wrestling. He's been working body parts. Oh, he goes down. Let's see what it does to him now. Food to our arm bar looks like. He's thinking about it, I think. He's just stretching over his shoulder now. Is this looks is he gonna drop a knee on it? Oh, I never seen that of you. Mm -mm. Wow, that was creative. I guess if I ain't dropping no nail. <laughs> This is 79, Andre, not 78. <laughs> but it's just effective when you're that big. You know, a shoulder coming down, it's going to be good, just as good. He's just like landing. <laughs> he really got nothing on him, does he? <laughs> not really. He could put his uh, his head down and walk around. And it, yeah. he'd have a crazy good-looking hold. I don't know how effective it would really be. But <laughs> but he's just holding it down, basically, just – but this is 79. It looks like he's doing damage. So Yeah, there, there's no there's no such thing as UFC, so nobody knows what Yeah, nobody knows nothing. Someone was applying pressure or not. Yeah, now it is. Yeah, he's got a hammer lock on it now. There we go. Harley was probably like, You don't have me in anything. <laughs> you're, you're just kind of hugging my arm. But the people don't like you said, the people don't know. You know? And it's a giant doing it too, so it don't matter what it is. It's the thing, they're thinking it's oh, his shoulders are down, Bronco. <laughs> Bronco's counts were slow in '79. Jeez. Oh, he wrapped the he wrapped the, that other match we watched with the Funks, and yep. and it was slow then too, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was what '74, '75. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it, geez. Okay, that's a break. Yeah. Is this more just touching? He actually had his foot up all up on it. So just touching it, you got to be all up on the rope. Harley's powdering out. Where's he going? Is he going to the back? Uh oh. I'll take a count out Two for the first in a bucket. That's what I'm thinking. He's selling that shoulder. Surely he's going to be on count out. Look at everybody all dressed up. All them suit and tie guys. Harley begging off. You didn't see Harley beg off Harley ever. Yeah? Not early in the match anyway. No. Uh -uh. 
There goes that arm again. I mean, Andre doing nothing spectacular, but he ain't doing his just normal headbutt slam. You know what I'm saying? He's actually wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's nice. A little double wrist lock action. Yeah. That's nice. Wasn't expecting that. I like to hear what the crowd sounds like. Are they up for it or are they just kind of watching, you know? No. I thought he was going to slam him there from. Well, oh, there he goes. Oh, there he goes. I think well, we're I about think to get an ad. Oh, you're kidding. Again? Let me know when you're ready to skip. Mine don't say anything. You don't have an ad or anything? or No. All right. Well, that's good for one? you. I did. I didn't what, get an ad. What time are you at? I'm at 13.05. All right. I'll get caught back up with you. This got all jacked up. Why did you get an ad and I didn't? I don't know. You think because you got to skip your last ad and I didn't? Maybe. Maybe. Well, well, folks, if you're right now, we're at, I'm at 13.23. I'm counting, 25 and counting. Hardy just got back in the ring, so hopefully you can catch back up if you're watching on YouTube. Hardy just, he don't want no Andre. Look, he's begging off. You should see that of Harley. He's putting over the, this is a giant. He's just killing his arms. Oh, that's nice. He stretched out, got him leverage on him. Because, I mean, if you're a giant, you hook somebody like that, you could actually hurt them, you know? Yeah. I thought he was going to suplex in there for a second. I said, this might, somebody call this boring. To me, I like it because it's actually Andre wrestling. It ain't, it's just. Well, if they're just sitting, if they're just sitting here in these holds, it might be boring, but they're they're fighting it. There go, there goes. Oh, nice suplex! Oh, here we go. Oh, Andre misses the splash. Oh, he's gonna powder. He's gonna roll out. Get up and smash it on the floor. If it get on the floor, it should get pretty good. Is he going for a target? Going for a chair? Yep. He's got a chair. Ooh, did he give him the leg? I think he hit him the leg. Oh! He just slammed Andre on the floor. Wow. But that's impossible. Hulk Hogan was the first person to slam Andre the Giant. I know. This footage is doctored. <laughs> it must be. But actually, not him slamming, but not slamming him on the floor. That actually kind of shocks me. It's gonna be a count out. Yep, can't be, can't pin Andre. And it's like yeah, it's gonna be the, yeah. It's like it's got two or three falls. So yeah, he had to be a count. I'm trying. I'm wondering what they're gonna do for the because obviously we know history tells us Andre the Giant never won the. NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. So I'm wondering what they're going to do for the final deciding fall. DQ. 
Yeah, I would, I would think so as well. Uh, it's going to be a DQ. One minute remaining in the rest period. And Andre said, and I like that. He slammed heat on the floor and he is sound like he's dead. Like he can't get up. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, this is selling from Andre that uh, I'm not used to seeing. Yeah, all this really is. I mean, like I said, it's not been spectacular, but for an Andre match, it's been wrestling, which I've never seen Andre just fight out wrestle a match. It's always been chop, headbutt, um, splash, and, and uh, sit on their chest, you know? And that's about all you got for an Andre match. So did they start this fall with him on the floor? Surely you can't start with, oh, oh, big, oh, look at that. Uh, watch the stairs. Ooh, he almost hardly about hit them stairs in his head, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Okay, you roll back in and we'll, we'll hard to see it back in. You got both got to be in to start the match, right? Yeah. Both of these guys got to be standing. Or did he already – did he start the fall with them on the floor? I don't know. I guess he did. I thought both guys had to be in the ring and standing from the – yeah, it's already started because he's getting the count. I guess – I guess you can start it as soon as your rest period's up. I guess it automatically starts no matter where you're at, I guess. That was dumb for Hardy to go out, to go out there and get him in. <laughs> and he paid for it because he, he um, got the big headbutt on him. Uh-oh. What's he doing? What did he grab? Is that the belt? Uh, yeah. Oh, got to stop him, Rocco. Is Hardy going for a bear hug? <laughs> Look like he's going for a bear. He's trying to bear hug him. Did he get a lot? Yeah. No, he's, he's got he's, a bear hug on Andre. Wow. Well, I mean, he did slam him on the. Yeah. He did get his arms around him. Wasn't Andre's finish at one, uh, one point a front sleeper? I don't know. I always remember him sitting on people's chest. For you some know? reason, I like, remember in the in the WWF, he would like you'd be facing him, and he'd put one arm in your throat and reach around the back of your head. It might might have early. I know. Did you just get an ad? Yep. Oh, sorry, folks. Says so like, can you skip yours now? Yep. One, two, two, three. Skip. All right. Mama to another ad. <laughs> Son of a... Okay, let, so I can skip it. Let me know when you can skip All it. All right. Okay, I'm at 1844. This sucked. <laughs> He'll be all right. I love this little right. hump, hump motion Harley's doing with the bear hug to like... Okay, where, 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 are you, I got my, where are you at on yours? 1902. Oh three. Um, go back to eighteen forty four. That's where mine's at. And we're gonna start back at eight. Everybody start back at eighteen forty four. Cause mine got all this got all messed up. Uh, this is gonna be so fun to edit. All right, eighteen forty four. All right, in three, two, one, play. All right. <laughs> 
She's got him in, still got him the bear hug. Man, we ain't had any problems out of these ads. Tonight, it's just been a cluster. This whole thing's been doomed from the beginning. <laughs> this whole podcast. <laughs> Harley's wearing him down with a bear hug. Look at yeah, he's on that humping thing. It says pelvic thrust, man. Yeah. But it makes sense. I mean, he's, you know. Oh, there he goes. He's down. Got him down. There's thrust again. See, seeing Andre sell like this is crazy. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. I was watching his face. He just grimacing just then. I was like, yeah, because I remember I said last week, the whole thing of me picking this match. Oh, he's got me the scissors. Oh, he's in. He countered with some scissors. The whole thing was, I've never seen a, a long Andre match. It's always just been this basic little stuff, you know, few things. So, him selling is really rare. His shoulders down, had the tights. That's why he made him break it. I'm assuming he had the tights. I didn't get a good good look at it. I think he had the tights as he smacked his hand. He stopped the count one and just moved it, smacked his hand off from him. He's got him the – oh, he's got him them scissors still. He's trying to push him. So, uh-oh. Oh, big old knuckle sandwich. Look how big his hands are. Good grief. He's working on leg scissors. That is awesome. Look how much bigger Andre's body is. Just the mass than Harley's. Harley was not a small guy. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't real, real tall, but he was a solid guy. But Andre just... Like I said earlier, it's not just Andre's height, it's just his mass. It's just unbelievable. Harley must be in the ropes with his, yep. He's got his arm in the rope over there. Andre ain't clean breaking at all. I figured he's selling that back, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's still selling. I thought, yeah, he, that's what's amazing, like you're saying. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you never, I've never seen Andre sell this much. Never. That's why I wanted to watch this. Hey, but to the back. I mean, it's not a you know Matt classic, but it's different. You now that's why I wanted to watch. I knew it wasn't gonna be. A, oh, what's that gimmick called? We saw it a couple the weeks coconut ago. Coconut Crush. Yeah, Baba did it. Yeah, he must learn that from Baba. <laughs> I'm gonna go get the big boot. Oh, big boot. Here goes the finish. No, he's hurting too bad. Harley slides out. Yeah, I thought he was going to go for the splash to get the pin. But he's hurt too much, and Harley just goes out selling. Yeah, like I said, this ain't a Mac classic. It's all basic. But I picked this to just see Andre in a different light, you know? We get to see him selling and actually doing some wrestling moves. Now we've seen this. This is a now that's a Andre classic there. It's hard to come out for another big backdrop. Nope. <laughs> not these. 
takes a bump and sells out. Walk around selling. Who's the guy in the stripes? That was when it was in the ring earlier. Yeah, that's that's the corner man. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Oh, big chop. He's gonna get him in the. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna no big splash. Oh, that was a shoulder, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I thought it was gonna be a splash. He gave him a big shoulder. Boom! Big chops. Here goes. We call this just a big butt. Oh, Harley Mayer. Oh, he moved. Uh oh, he's coming after him. There we go. We're on the floor. Big hit butt. Boom. Trying to see what the people are, if they're into it or what they're doing. Oh, big slam. Oh, he's going to throw back in. Over the top. Bro, that was awesome. Disqualification. <laughs> For, there's a splash. Here's your finish right here. Hit him with a splash. Running splash. Did you say add in three seconds? Sure does. Son of a buck. <sighs> Sorry, folks. Let me know when you can skip. It says skip add. All right. Three, two, one. Skip. Are you at 2405? Yep. Okay. All right, third fall. I guess they cut the rest period out of it and they edited it. No, I well, that was it while we're watching that ad. Yeah, watching the commercial. I'll get Andre's son. He made he won the fall. They're both just selling. Audio resumes in seven seconds. <laughs> oh, Harley done powdered. <laughs> oh, they cut it out. He's going back in. <laughs> Much like when I'm editing this podcast, they cut out all the stalling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so basis has been working on each other's back. That's what this whole match has been. Look at Harley selling the leg. He's twitching the legs. <laughs> I like this. I like a lot of people think it's boring, but I just want to see Andre in a different light. With the headbutt. Headbutt. Was that a headbutt to the neck? Looked like it, yeah. That was neat. Yeah, you can't headbutt Andre. He already learned that. He already headbutted. Yeah, that's what it is. He he knows he can't headbutt him in the head anymore because he gave him that one and he had. So he's going to the side of his neck and head area. That's good. I like that. It's a different. Was that a chopper or a forearm? I think it was a punch. Harley's a southpaw. Yeah. He kind of does a little dory. He don't really wear back a lot. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Andre's fixing to fire up on him. Boom. Boom. Look at Harley. <laughs> Fix him up. Big headbutt. Oh, we got a big bump with some spit. You see the spit? Yep, there's your sit down that you're talking about. Yeah, sure was. Gabe used to pin that when he did like two or three guys at a time. He would, oh, they're gonna bump over the top. That'd have been would have been disqualification, wouldn't it? Maybe I don't know. Uh, oh, they're back on the floor. They they, they would have put a lot of heat on Bronco. Yeah, 
He throws him in. He comes back on the other side. <laughs> He's just running now from him. Oh, uh oh, Hardy's got him. Oh, was he? Oh, it's a double count out. It's gonna be a double count out, ain't it? Yeah, it sure is. That's how they did it. Yep, double count out. I like that because you know nowadays. I know some of the earlier uh, one. Um, might have been last week. Oh, gosh. He just sat down hardly and then kicked him off. But, you know, you talk about uh, nowadays they just stick their hand or whatever through and it's. Yeah. He was, Andre was in, in the ring, but his body was, half his body was in, half was out. And it's still, that's, yeah, nowadays you just got get and they started over. So one of the DQs is a double count out. And you know what? That was smart. That I like how they did that. Harley knew he was the one he was getting beat. He ran that whole third fall. That but at that last part of that. Th there's Tom Pritchard. Was it oh, really? there's Tom Pritchard. Yes, he's ringside. He's around the center by the ring. Yeah, it was Tom Pritchard. Sure was. Hey, I think he helped. I think he walked Harley back. He was standing beside him, and when Harley was walking, he was walking with him. These little kids' heads are about to explode. <laughs> Look how much bigger he is than just everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the the wideness. Yeah, this was actually really good because Harley it it put heat on Harley that he knew he was going to lose. He couldn't beat him, and he knew that. This is the third fall. He can get out with that count out and keep his belt. Keep it the heat on the, on the hill champion. Yeah. Yeah. Because you couldn't, you couldn't beat Andre. You couldn't pin him. And yeah. that's it. That was it. Yeah. It, it, we thought maybe a DQ, but how would you, I mean, because I, I think everybody, that's what everybody thought it was going to be a DQ. So they did it different, a double count out. And it didn't hurt Andre at all. And it put heat on on Harley. If he knew he was beating hit, it's the only way he could he knew that he had to do something and do it fast, you know? That's what I got from it, the count out, the way they did it. Yeah, it was, it was way it, I hate a count out, but it was way more interesting than them doing a random DQ, especially after Bronco already let Harley hit him with a chair right in front of him, even though it was on the yeah. outside. Yeah, it's kinda yeah, I mean and I like I said I, I it was good the way because Andre did something, he, he powdered out. Andre ran back in, chased him back in. He slid back out again and ran him back around before Andre could get back in. You know, he was running scared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's playing the chicken, which Harley rarely ever did because you don't want your heavyweight champion to do that. But being with Andre, it don't make Harley look like the weasel heel. You know what I'm saying? That you don't want your world champion. A lot of your southern wrestler, heel wrestlers did. But you never won your world champion. Hard never did that. But it was Andre, so it made sense why you know he had to. He knew he couldn't beat the giant head out smarty, you know. And I don't think they wanted to do a DQ. Do a DQ kind of gets shady of, and you know, bring you know you want to see it again, bring it back more if Harley DQ, you know, beat him up with something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sure people, more people. There's some in there like I want to see a, a rematch, but you, I think you get more. You would get more people wanting a rematch if, if Harley would have 
got a DQ, but bring a chair and just start wailing on him. You know, you yeah, I want to see sure. Andre get his revenge. You know, that double count. There's no revenge factor now. Harley got in there with a the chair, got and was hitting Andre and got got him down and got DQ'd. People, the fans are going to revenge factor. Then, am I making sense out of that? No, it makes sense. Yeah, and, and, and they're not going to bring it back, so you don't want to do it, you know. And that was better than the normal double count out. It was like I said, it was Harley being, I got to do something quick, you know, because basically that whole third fall, we had Harley on the run. So I like, like I said, it wasn't a five five star, it wasn't a barn burner, it wasn't a Matt Classic. It was different from any Andre match I've ever seen. That's what I wanted. Um, I want to see him do more in his little three little uh, main things that he does, you know, three or four main things. So he actually, he wrestled. Um, was it high, you know, quality of what we saw last week of all those reversals and counters? No. Um, it would look stupid if Andre tried to do that. He'd grab a body part and he just kept working it and hardly sold it like a champ, you know. So it, you know. A lot of people probably wouldn't like this match. I liked it for what it was. You know, it's like remember last week I said we need to find matches that are di- we, we can't get. We're trying to find that five star match, and it's gonna be hard to do every week. So then I picked this one. I knew it wasn't gonna be a five star match. I said no one will be a match classic. I just want to see something different that I've never seen Andre before, and that was it. That did it for me. You know, so uh, I, I thought it was, it was really solid. Like like you said, it was like. Right at the end, before Andre lost a lot of his mobility, so he's still pretty mobile in this. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it was it was Andre. It's like you couldn't compare that and Andre at the you know WrestleMania three. You couldn't compare this. No, oh, oh, you couldn't compare this as you know when he came back from the broken ankle with Killer Khan angle, where they you know set that whole angle where Killer Khan broke his ankle and all that. Um, you know, because he was definitely wasn't mobile after that. Um, but. 80, 81, he was – this is when he started putting on his weight, but 80, 81, he really started putting on – and you could tell he was still mobile at this time, you know. He didn't, we didn't get the drop kick or nothing, but um, he could move still, you know. Yeah. Uh, I like the, the body slam on the floor. Uh, and I know people slammed him before. I've seen people slam him before, clips, um, but never on the floor. And he sold that like crazy. And his selling action, all through the match, was really good. I thought. Oh, I thought his selling was brilliant. Facials, he was, you know, like he's in pain, you know. Uh, for somebody you never see selling, he did. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Because we never, we, I mean, you know, we seem so, so you know, some in the '80s sell a little bit, you know, in WWF, but nothing like this—a real wrestling match selling, you know. Like we was actually getting moves, you know, holds put on and selling the the, the hold. So. It was totally different. Yeah, that's why, like I said, I wanted to get this. Um, a lot of people might think it was boring. Uh, as, uh, But at that time period, um, if I was watching this at that time period, I, I think I probably thought it was awesome. And I actually still think it was good. It was, you know, I was looking, you know, I was looking more for work than being a you know, fan-wise on this. Yeah. Because uh, I was just, I've always, wanted to, you know, I've always heard about Andre's matches in the 70s were really good, you know. He could move and he would do stuff. And I just want to see one. And I knew figure with, with Harley in it, you know, it would be it would be good. Um, they say the ones with the mid seventies with him and Baba were actually pretty good. because um, they could both could move then, but I don't know how two giants, you know, but at least Harley could was selling and could you know it was good. I liked it. I thought it was, you know. Um, if you break it down to things it was 
it all, I thought it was really good on all levels of, you know, because you know, we, I knew going in, like I said, no Mac Classic, and when, we like last week, counters and, you know, and all that, but for just Andre doing some wrestling, it was really good. So, really lived up to the, I thought it was pretty good. I thought I liked it. Yeah, no, I did too. I'm surprised yeah. nobody got color. Yeah, I'm surprised Harley, especially Harley. I figured Harley would have off something. Some of them headbutts he, would, he was getting from, I figured he'd at least get some for that last fall from a headbutt. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I figured he would have, but, but then again, it didn't, I mean, it would have added more to it a little, but not, I mean, it only really made it. If it went longer and maybe longer and he took more damage in that third fall to the head, maybe, but just a little bit, you know, because everything they did, you know, they worked the arms and the backs. And on the, then Andre did the scissors. He worked the scissors, but I mean, there was, you know, punch and punches, the heads and headbutts, but there wasn't a lot of shots to the head, you know? So, but if that third fall, if he got headbutted a few more times, maybe he got a little bit, you know, got him some, but uh, for what it was, I don't think it needed it, but I was though, but I was surprised though. Yeah. Andre I, did. The, go ahead. I'd say I was, I was surprised too. Um, I don't know. Cause I saw how big he was. Uh, so I was surprised as mobile as he was, and you you never saw Andre wrestle. So yeah, it, it was good to see. Yeah, I was because he, yeah, like I said, especially being you know I've seen clips. You see little clips with some doing a few things, but not a whole match. And um, and like me growing up, you know, I can't really remember much from the seventies, but I remember the eighties, and I remember uh, we got when we got cable was it eighty one I think eighty two, and we got the WOR. Um, that WF uh, show on Saturday nights, and I'd see him on that, you know, and like, it'd just be, you know, him against three guys. We'd get the headbutt, and the, he'd put all three of them in the corner and do the, the big butt, you know, in the corner, and then he would um, give him some headbutts, and then he'd palm up with the big sitting whoopee cushion thing on him, you know, or he'd give him a splash, you know, depending on which one, and that would be it. That's all I ever saw. So, yeah. That's you know that's that's majority of people you know um, everybody just remembers his eighties and then you know he in by eighty four you know he was still doing Japan and stuff but he tell you he's put on more by the time what one was rest the they did the WrestleMania WrestleMania thing was it eighty seven I can't remember when, I can't remember when three was I think it was eighty seven yeah it had to be eighty seven but just by then he had just he had gotten so um, his mobility was basically gone, and they said he was back was really messed up. Oh yeah, um, he had a, he had a brace on under his singlet. You can see it sometimes. But he was, you know, by that time period. So, but that's all we most of us remember. That you know, from my age to end up all the way to your age. Uh, now, people older than me probably remember. You know, um, you know, because like I said, you know, especially the territory, especially around here, because like Gulas are bring him in. You know, like um, two or three times a year. You know, bring him to Nashville and um, and work some spot shows, and you know, work. I guess we're like Nashville, Chattanooga, um, Huntsville, Birmingham. Then maybe some spot shows. Maybe they got him for the whole week. You know, um, so people older than me remember got to see him doing really ma- doing matches. But people my age, we just know that eighties uh, Andre where it was like I said four or five moves in a squash match, and that was it. You know, so and then. Later in the 80s, when, you know, when he turned heel and all that, you know, he didn't do much at all. So, you know, it's, um, it's that's all thing was so, it was, that's why I got, I got up what I wanted. I just hope everybody that watched it 
enjoyed it for what it was as, of Andre being totally different than what you're used to seeing. So I'm hoping that, you know, I just hope people didn't think it was boring. Um, and I just hope they look at it through my eyes of, of why I picked that. You know, I think you mean you're probably on the same page of it because, you know, you've seen a lot of Andre too. And, and we're basically on the same page of what we've seen of him, you know? Yeah. And that was total, it's total opposite of what we're used to. And that's what I was wanting to get out of it. So I just hope it, Wrestlers with people watch it, don't think it's boring. And they see it and go, and they think like, "Wow, I've never seen Andre, you know, work a hold, you know, <laughs> a body part, and the sit the leg scissors." I was, I, I like that. He put the leg scissors on Harley. You know, how many times have you seen Andre put leg scissors on somebody? You know, <laughs> never. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, it's, uh, so it, it was. I got at what I wanted to. I just hope other people watch it and see. Enjoyed it for for Andre really working and just instead of being a uh, what a, a, a not gimmick but a attraction, right? Because basically, what you know, this was him actually being working instead of just being that attraction coming in to pop the house. You know, he was actually working a match and for for the for the belt, and, and he looked competitive. You know, it didn't look hokey. Yeah. You know, he actually looked legitimate in there. He could be, he was in there to win the belt, not just come in as attraction. He looked like he was there to win. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just trying to make it. I know people, people won't crap on it and say it was boring. I'm just, just trying to hope people see the way I see it, you know. Because I try to, I, I, you know, because like I said, I'm not going to try to pick five star matches because this ain't going to happen every time. So I'm going to try to find stuff that's different, you know, something I hadn't seen before to, and, Enjoy it. So, so what do you got next week? Oh, hold on. Do you got anything else on this? You want to add anything you saw that it was that might not have really caught my eye? No, I think you pretty much covered everything. Um, what I've got for next week, uh, we're actually going to go. I was going to go a little farther back than what I finally decided on, uh, but it but it really just came to uh, video quality on why I picked what I picked. Um, but we are going back to 1971. May 19th, Whoa. 1971, to be exact. Uh, and we are going to, I believe, yep, Osaka, Japan. The Uh-oh. match is the Destroyer versus Antonio Inoki. Oh! Um, wow. So it's, it's a very, very young Antonio Inoki. I almost went uh, 1963 Ricky Dozan versus the Destroyer, but the footage quality was, it was A, black and white, B, kind of yeah. grainy. Um, but this Destroyer versus Noki from 71 is beautiful. It's great quality. Um, and it's obviously, as you probably guessed, brought to us by our friend Roy Lusher over on YouTube. This is Roy Lusher, Japanese classic. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely uh, – he's got some good stuff on there. Um, so is this for the uh, – what promotion? The I, uh, J- JWA. I mean, JWA. I meant to say. I, I don't know what I said. I mean, JWA. Okay. Yeah, so this wasn't too much longer after Inoki. So a few years later, he starts up uh, New Japan. Yeah, I, 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 I believe New Japan was 72. So this yeah, was really close. Yeah, New Japan started in 1972. So yeah, this wow. is real close. So this is probably one of his last, so basically his last year in, in that promotion then. Wow. Yeah, yeah so, I don't well, think by, I... By January of 72, New Japan was founded. Wow. Hmm. Dang. You know, I don't think I've ever seen an, an old uh, Destroyer match. I've seen some clips of some, like, late 70s stuff. 
or you know, it was just he was just it was from Japan, but uh, I mean, this is not in his prime, but it's still he was in his you know still work good working time period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean that that match with with Ricky Doze and it's in, in its completion. It was just the quality, and that's the only reason I went, yeah. I just went over that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be good. Like I said, I'm interested. In, like I said, I've never seen a whole match of Destroyer, and um, the clips I've seen have been later on in his career. So I would definitely. Um, and it's young Anoki, so that's really gonna be. Um, it's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. To that. Um, yeah, it's a, again, it's, a bit, it's, it's, it's a it's a bit longer. Than uh, I was originally shooting for. It's 36 minutes. That's not bad. Um, but it, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be real solid. I think it'd be good. Like, it's... It, it, it's not really young Inoki when you look at it. Um, because let's see, when was Inoki born here? Uh, he was born in 43. So he's not in 30 yet. Yeah. Well, but you got to think about the one that he started because he didn't start until he was there. Back then, they stayed in them dojos for a long time, didn't they? Before they let him out. To work? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Let's see. Da, 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 da. It looks like his debut was September 30th of 60. Wow. Man, I'm off on those dates. That's off by Baba big time. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy. So I guess he uh, he but met Ricky Dozan at 17. Wow. Yeah, that's hmm. crazy. But yeah, no, he... Uh, well, he's still younger than what we're normal saying. Yeah, oh no, absolutely. It's kind of like Baba. We said it was young Baba, but... It, Age-wise, but to us, that was young Baba, which is what we're used to seeing. So this is – it's young Anoki to us. It's not really young Anoki by age, but to us, it's young Anoki. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, – but like I said, that's, that's going to be good because I still only see clips of the Destroyer. What was his What was his full name, the Intelligent Sensational Destroyer, what that was, full name was? I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And his son – matter of fact, I saw somebody post a picture today. It was like his last match in Japan, and his son wrestled. I didn't know that. I didn't his either. son, it was, it was him, his son, and somebody else in a six minutes, like his last match in Japan. I saw a picture, and it said his name. And I was like, because I was like, who's that guy there? So it was American. And I was like, and uh, it said his name. It was his son. So I don't know if he did it full time or if he just, you know, what he did. But um, he wrestled in his last match with him. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. Like I said, it, it's. It goes on those lines of we're not going we're not going for five stars we're going for something we hadn't seen it's going to be you know it, it should be it's going to be we know it's going to be a good match but it's something different that we hadn't seen it's going to be you know like I said I, and and I haven't you know I don't think I've the probably the oldest I haven't seen anything in the seventies of Anoki I think everything I've ever watched has been the eighties I don't think I've ever watched a full match of Anoki in the seventies so it's so all around this whole thing is going to be you know is new. Oh, so I think it's going to be pretty good. And it's in color. I was going to say, if you said 71, I was thinking, is it going to be in color or not? Because I know some of that JW stuff, um, and I've seen people post, some of it has been on, you know, black and white. I didn't know if they – but Japanese were way ahead of us on that technology, though, you know? <laughs> Man, when you look at this quality, you'll be surprised. For 71, I bet. I'm a pee break. I was thinking, and I'm a little bitter about stuff. And I look at, I'm, uh, you know, everybody looks at their generation, and thinks that was the best part of wrestling, you know, and we knock everybody else that comes after us. And 
I got that mentality of every week town mentality on how to run, you know. And like you said, nowadays that it's not like that, which I wish. And I thought about it while I was peeing. <laughs> you can decide or not. I don't care. But uh, you know, I look back, and you know, we there was weekly towns and territories, right? You always right. had your big towns was your weekly towns. Then y'all your small towns was your spot show towns you went to every so many months. Okay, now when I got in the business, you know, the territory system was done, and all these towns that for years was Nick Gula's spot show towns have become every week towns. So did my generation kill it off? Did we not run right? Not much of a way to know. I mean, really. I mean, did we actually start the downfall of burning stuff out? Because I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, you know, because you, you said that, you know, the every week town model, motto, the model is out completely, which makes sense. But did, should we have been like that? Because I look back because that was the territory's philosophy. Your small towns, you burn them out if you run them all the time. And we ran all these small towns every week or, well, Columbia, we did every other week. So it wasn't as bad. But, you know, towns were ran every week. So, you know, and then I thought about it. I was like, well, we wasn't the first people to do that. Because I look back on my research I've been doing, you know, Nick shut down in 80. Um, so all his spot show towns were free. Um, you had in 81, and that's when I, I've been noticing when the Indies started happening in, ten, in middle Tennessee. Um, can I talk about this or you, or you think it's boring? No, go ahead. okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, I've just been doing this research that's fresh on my mind. And it's just, and I've just been thinking that, you know, I'm sitting there bashing on stuff, and I'm thinking, are we the problem? Now, I think we are now. Look back, I, my generation was actually some of the problem. We let the people in, and our model of doing stuff actually, I think, burnt stuff out to more look at it. Anyway, um, so Nick had all these spot show towns. So then the first one I noticed it started up, first Indy I've noticed on my research in Middle Tennessee, was Don Fargo. He started running Murfreesboro weekly. And that was the first I've did so far. In my, I've seen in my research, you know, it might be a place in Tennessee might have been doing it. But in middle Tennessee, he was the first I've noticed that was running weekly in one town. They were in Murfreesboro. And then uh, I don't know the I'm still researching everything. 81 is when Dr. Master Curtis started running shows. And he noticed I think he either bought out. uh Don Fargo or Don Fargo's left town and he took over the promotion, but he started doing it, but he stopped, he, but he stopped running Murfreesboro every week. And then he went to in 82, almost his, he'd run at least two to three times a month. Gallatin, it was his main town, which was a spot show town for Gillis because they're so close to Nashville. And he ran for, um, he ran almost two, at least two to three times a month for, for two years straight. Then on Fridays, and the opposite Saturday, uh, he'd run other towns. But that town, he ran it constant. So he was, I'm thinking, he was probably the first person to really do that, that weekly um, town in a small town that was a spot show, a spot show town forever. And from what I heard, he killed, he killed Galton. There's nobody, from what I heard, off of the 80, late 80s, I went to the 90s until me and uh, Farron ran Galton. Nobody could ever draw there. And I'm wondering, did Curtis burn it out so bad by running it every week? So I'm thinking, and I'm looking like Shelbyville, it ran every week from like 91 
all the way up till gosh, forever, up to two thousands at least. Yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So you know, and I know we had good crowds up until last time I worked there on a steady was like ninety seven, um, and it was started going down. We never had anybody under hundred people. You know, and we started getting right around hundred people in ninety seven. You know, so I, I, and I said, I don't know. So then I'm just thinking, you know, it, do, you know, I just think, do we burn out the towns by doing it like that? There, there was so uh, much going on in, in the Middle Tennessee area. There were so many shows that I very much feel like that could be have led to burnout, as well as all, a lot of them using all the same people. So it was burnout yeah. and overexposure of the people, too. But when I, and then I thought about it, you know, Especially, you know, early 90s, you know, you really weren't worried about your town getting taken from you. Mid to late 90s, I think that people just kept it going that way because after it started dropping off, you're afraid if you take off, if you take, you know, say you went from every week to like a month, you're afraid somebody would come in there and try to run your town again and really kill your town. Yeah. So I think that's why people just kept going every week, even though it started dropping off, you know, late 90s when there were so many people starting to run. You, even though you should have, maybe you, you wanted to go, you know, once a month, maybe, but you're afraid somebody's going to take your town. And if somebody else comes in there, if you're only drawing a 7,500 people, if somebody else comes in there, especially most likely they're not going to have the same talent. There's going to be less, you know, the talent's going to be the less than yours, and uh, it's going to really hurt it, you know. So I'm thinking we're, we're, we're part of the problem on some things, you know. Then I'm thinking, you know, if we did, because like I said, Columbia always did it just every other, you know, twice a month. And that always did really, really good. So maybe if everybody, you know, it just, you had a good three-year, four-year run of towns that could run every week, and then it started going down. And I just wonder, maybe if everybody would have did, like Goulas did in the territory, run your town once a month, and there was enough towns to run, you know, you could do it every week, show. But it'd be a different town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, all, all these towns were within an hour from each other for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Because you had the triangle. You had Shelbyville, Lewisburg, Columbia. You had that triangle. But it's three different people running them. You know, that's the, that's the problem. You know, um, but I, I just I look back as, you know, maybe we could have did something different and it could have helped in the long run. You know, but, but, you know, but I mean, know. people tried to do that. You know what I mean? People tried to. Uh, how many times have people tried to form a little territory in this area? Because there's those towns within a few hours of each other. You know, if you, if you center it in Nashville or actually the geographical center of the state, Murfreesboro, and work from there, you're no more than three and a half hours from anywhere in the state for the most yeah. part, unless you decide to run Bristol, Tennessee, you know? No. Um, so, I mean, it's a good, it's, it's a good idea, but no, I don't feel like anybody's ever done it right because like, you know, we had you had people who, you know, Devin Domain tried to run a territory of weekly towns. You know what I mean? So where yeah. three or four nights a week you were working for him in a different town, but yeah. each town had their own different booker, different storylines, different champions. Yeah. You think I you know, that worked for a little bit. You know, my thing is if he would have did one town, did them did it just run on Saturdays. Yeah, just one town a week. Yeah, this town this Saturday, this town next Saturday. I think that would have worked a lot better. Well, but so I, I think you pick you pick four towns, you run them on the set on the Saturdays. Then you pick four secondary towns, 
you plug those in on the Fridays. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have your every weekend. Find if you can find four other towns for Sundays for matinee shows on Sundays. Yeah, and you do each once a but month. But like I said, but the thing is always, and I know back then one of the reasons why it wouldn't work back in the nineties is like a search for the middle the end of the nineties. You run a town, you do good, and say you're gonna you're gonna come back next month. Somebody's coming in there and running in between. Yep, that's the thing we've there. More thing that I think my generation did more damage than good on some on stuff like that. But most of the time it was. But then again, you think I think well because we let the people in it shouldn't. Man. But you think about it, all the territory wars in the territory days, and then the 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 nineties and two thousands indie town wars. I've always been with people that's been in the business forever. Exactly. So, you know, like, you know, I was, my first start doing my wrestling project, I was going to do it on Lou Fez's uh, Outlaw promotion here in Nashville in 1976. Because um, I was just mesmerized by it because I didn't really, I didn't, that's the first time I heard of a territory war, you know. Uh, he was fighting Nick Gillis over Nashville. Uh, and I was just amazed by, by when I found out about it, and, you know, back in 91 or whatever it was. And then come to find out, I didn't know that until this week, somebody posted an, an article in a newspaper in Florida in 77. He did it again. He went up and tried to go, him, him and some of, I guess he found another money mark, and tried to go up against uh, Eddie Graham oh, wow. in Florida in 78, 77. I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah, if you're not going to win against Coolis, you're not going to win against Graham. Oh, I'm saying you can't beat Gilders. No way you're gonna be Graham in Florida in '77. Oh my gosh! Talking about I mean, you think of '77. Man, they were on fire in Florida. I mean, good night. Yeah, and and my thing is that he in when he you know he ran opposition to Gilders. Gilders was a member of the NWA. Um, and then and I'm I'm gonna say at the time that he ran he went to Florida in '77 to run against. I think Graham was the president of the NWA that, that year, that year, that, that time period. I think he was. So he, I mean, so to be, you know, at the time he was the all-time NWA champion, he was going rogue against them a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's just weird. You know, like I said, you know, I went off this earlier and I was in there and I was thinking about it, you know, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I am better on some stuff, but we're blaming some of that stuff too, you know. So I didn't expect this to be a wrestling therapy session. <laughs> it got just oh gosh, I'm spitting out. Oh, I got off to, we got off to a bad start, you know. I wasn't looking at, but I still I still can't believe that five dollar and ten dollar thing. I'm so out of touch with reality on that stuff, you know. I, I got interested in looking into that stuff after listening to Cornette's podcast, and he'll use that uh, inflation calculator a lot yeah. so, that, so that he can put, you know, 80s money yeah. into today's money when he's talking about payoffs. Now, but I'm thinking, you know, then I was thinking, so, you know, you do the inflation wise with money, but do you do it like, how did, how does, like, I know because I, um, I went and got my you know, car uh, service dealership today. And I was just, you know, look, brand new cars are cars or small cars are in the 20,000, like a Sentra. Nissan Sentra, brand new Nissan Sentra is like 20, 22, 23,000. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom bought a brand new one in 1990 
for like $8,000, $9,000, you know? It's like, wow. It's like the cheapest car then, you know, was and now, you know, you can't get a, a car for a brand new car. Very rare you can find one for under, you know, 20000 It's crazy. So I like to see, you know, the $5 went to 10 So did, like, other stuff, did it go up like that too? Yeah, so the the idea is that it's what the it's the buying power of said money, right? So you said in nineteen ninety gotcha. she spent five. How much was it? It's either I want to say it's like right nine, like right at nine thousand dollars. I thought she paid okay. for her. So boom, brand new we'll century. So nineteen ninety nine thousand dollars. Calculate that'd be eighteen thousand five hundred thirty six dollars. So I mean, it's it's a little off, give or take. You know. Yeah. A thousand bucks, but well, right now cars have went up because the you can't get new cars. Because uh, I heard the, the salesman talking on the phone, and he said he only had like twenty something new cars on the lot, which they usually have seventy five to one hundred twenty five. Yeah. He says, but they he says they got them sitting with no chips in them. He said so we can't get new cars in. So the some so the price is going to be a little higher now because the you know there's not the uh, supply is low. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm thinking it's, so I'm thinking the last six months, they went up a little bit, you know? Yeah. But, you know, so I guess everything does, it's about, I just, you know, I don't go to the movies, you know, so I don't, I think that's what really threw me off it. I can't believe movies were, because my whole thing, we always told when we was promoting, always keep it for a family of four, you know, keep it, you know, two to four dollars a piece under going to the movies, you know? To make it, you know, and uh, if you have concessions, always do. Don't do the five and under free. If you do concessions, do twelve and under free. If you're if you're selling your own concessions, you know, there was always these little models we we kind of went by on stuff, you know. Um, so I ran some shows in Mount Juliet. I I uh, and I did my own concessions, so my tickets were five dollars, twelve and under free, because I knew that I was getting concessions, and you know. Some people will charge like, you know, um, five and under free. Then they charge like $3 for like, you know, from five and up to a certain age. And then usually like from, I think it's like 12 and up, you know, it was right years or five. And then you had like a $3 period for younger kids and then five and under free. But I was like, you get concessions, you go all the way up, you know, they're going to spend more than $3 on concessions. Yeah. You know, so um, if you, and then you get in, the whole thing of free, they see free, they think they're getting something. They're uh, free is always going to, you know, um, I mean, I've learned that in promoting, you know, you can always make more money on concessions than you can at, at the gate if, if you know, the way, way you're structured. You can, if, if you, you know, it's going to you know, you got to have stuff they want to buy too. Some people just don't have enough stuff. You know, I had like hot dogs, chips, candy, different drinks, popcorn. Popcorn sold like crazy. I went to Walmart, got that big, oh, big old bag of popcorn. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know people can't see me, but and I did that, and I bought some brown little brown paper bags and sold them for a buck. I think I paid like nine. I only used five bucks for that big bag of popcorn. I sold five bags already. Uh, you know, well, I, I paid like a dollar for my bag, so six bags I was already just paid for. You know, I'd sell, I'd sell that first show. I saw almost a whole bag, so I made. I think I made more on popcorn than I did at the gate. <laughs> yeah, actually, that, that first show I ran, I actually, I, I think I had 56 paid. But I made more off my concessions than I did uh, my gate. Because I, uh, I went to Aldi's, got my hot dogs, got my buns, my condiments, my chips. I can't, got all the things except for my Cokes. I, I got those 
I went down they're on sale somewhere. Look, you know, got all my cokes on sale, can cokes, and because um, it's easier. And, and people are like, oh, get two liters, it's cheaper. But you buy, buy the cups, you know, and buy the ice. You got to buy more ice, you know, because I mean, you put you just use one bag to keep them cold. But if you're using ice, you're gonna use more ice for cups. So it's more money in the long run. So I did cans, and uh, yeah, I made more money off concessions that the first time I ran than uh, than I did my my gate. So it just depends on, you know, how you do stuff. That's like Burt Prince. He, that's, you know, for years, he made killing off his concession stand, you know, yeah. the world famous Burt Prentice hot dogs. So, you know, that's like then a Tim Scruggs, you know, he ran the VA VFW hall in Galton, Tennessee for what, seven years. Uh, he didn't get concessions, but his rent was like 25 bucks a week. You know, I mean, he, a lot of those places, they, they want the concessions. They know they can, they can make more money off concessions. And they can just charge you a flat out fee, right? You know, like like your um, but that's like like you can go back to the old the old uh, you know spot show days in the in the territory days. You had your Qantas clubs, your little leagues, your big brothers, all those you know, all those that did the you know did your fundraisers that were your spot shows. They made their money off concessions. You know, they they because they only got so much for for a ticket they sold, but they were making uh, you know because ghosts didn't do concessions. You know, they just did a lump fee from the tickets. You know, they brought the show in and they sold the tickets. They got a percentage of the ticket and they got all concessions. You know, so I mean, there's everything in the nine has got all jacked up. <laughs> but anyway, I know I bore people with that stuff. I started off boring people with me being hostile and I bored them at the end. You weren't being I'm hostile. Just a bore. No, you weren't being hostile. You're just, uh, you're passionate. You're passionate about your generation. Yeah, I am. I mean, like I said, a lot of people. Say, you know, say we're, you know, but yeah, we were faulted some stuff too. I look back at it, you know, so everybody and, even and, look back and, at it. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying my, my generation's greater without fault. And I'm not saying the generation after me is great without fault. Everyone's got something that they did that has done something. Yeah. But uh, you know, something else I know we're, we're going way over time here. Um, and you said something earlier about up north, you know, in the nineties, the South was running every week. Up north, they didn't run every week in a town. No. So they, they were doing it right. You know? That's why they were drawing the good crowds to pay people more money up there. They've been, you know, and they, they're still sticking to that thing. Is anybody still running? Is anybody you know of trying to run every week up there recently in the last I, 10 years I, or so? I don't know any of them that run weekly. No. No one town, yeah. And they, you know, so, you know, maybe we did stuff wrong. I don't I'm know. I'm Master I, Curtis. I don't. I don't. I don't He's think the one we, started. And this may be where we need to end it. But I don't. I don't think that necessarily they did stuff wrong in the South. I think it was that the South didn't have. So up north, they had all the big markets. You had your Philly, your New yeah. York, stuff like that, right? So you had a larger population base. Whereas in the South, our our big markets were really mid-sized markets at best. Oh gosh. You know, comparing New York City to a Memphis. Memphis is a big city. But compared to New York, it's a it's a mid-sized market at best. You know what I mean? So you have to run that more often and you have to hot shot more to keep it. Because regardless, something that in a weekly town would be a six-month build could be a two two-year build in a monthly town. So comparatively, the booking is always going to be looked at as hot shot. You, know, you know what I mean? So you know, if a if a old school New York guy talks about the, that crazy Memphis wrestling, well, they they've taken the same amount of of times at bat. You know what I mean? Of of times in a town to tell this story, 
but it was once a month instead of uh, once a week yeah. instead of once a month. So it seems yeah. hot shotted. Yeah. And then there was periods of just hot shotting, you know, absolutely where the belt would change hands nine times in a three months. But yeah, but yeah I guess, you know, you got, like you're saying, you got to think about the size of the, you know, of the markets, you know, you could, there were so many, you know, uh, well, and, and that's the same thing. We, we talk about small towns like Shelbyville, Tennessee, you know, or Columbia, Tennessee. Would, would it be worth it to run those towns once a month? Would you magnify your draw once a month to equal what you do the small crowds every week? And I, I don't know. I don't know if you would or not. I think you would because people would want to see wrestling. Right. So, I mean, and, and if that's the case, then maybe they did have the right, you know, right mindset up, up north more than they did. But they... I don't know if they had the, the market to work with that mindset down here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. And I know we're going to go one more thing. I've been saying this for 20 years. Indies should go to seasons. Even the, the even Vince should go to season. I, it's really hard for, for Indies to go to seasons because if you set everybody to the same season, then everybody's trying to get work at the same time and everyone's trying to take off at the same time. And then they got to find what are they going to do during that time to make income. Um, I am a big fan out of all independent wrestlers should take time off from time to time, if nothing else than just to heal. And that's, you know, something that when I took, had to, t- I had to take six months off because of my neck had to take, oh. not my choice. And that made me rethink of how I looked at each booking I was taking. Um, and if I really needed to take that and I, I started weighing out the, the body, the impact on my body, as opposed to just money and miles, it's like yeah. money, miles, and will I be able to heal for a big event? You know what I mean? So it's, um, but, you know, staying busy is good, but I think as, as somebody with a wrestling okay. mindset of wanting to make it, that I, I don't think as an independent contractor, unless this is your 100% job, you should be wrestling hurt on an independent level. Yeah. But it's like that, you know, with the season thing, my thing is if everybody did it and it was like set, you can only run from this month to this month. Um, I think that if you was a weekly town, that would work. Or every other week town, a season would be set up perfect. Well, yeah, because then the person doesn't have to constantly be interested in it. You can be like, hey, for the next three months, this is wrestling season. Sweet. And they, they'd probably try to make plans to be there almost every week. Exactly. It, it's it, like it, now. If the if the NFL went all year long, people wouldn't watch it every week. It's not appointment television anymore. You can catch the next week. Exactly. That's what I'm going to say. That's why all these big sports have season. Um, only one that really doesn't is UFC. Um, but their ratings are nothing like they used to be. Well, because you don't get, you know. I, I will say it now. If you're a fan of a fighter, it, a certain fighter, it helps because yeah. Then that fighter's going to fight three times a year at most. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah, that's a that's, that's a guy true. keeping a busy schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I just think, especially Vince. I, mean, I think TV now. I think if he went to seasons like a TV season. Yeah, I think it would help a lot because well, it's and and here's the thing: he could keep his product on the TV. He's got multiple shows. Here's the season of Raw. As soon as the, hey, guess what? The week after a season of Raw ends over on this channel, season of SmackDown starts, and it's a different roster. Yeah, but it's still wrestling continuously. I'm talking about taking a break, like the regular stuff. Everything takes a break. You think about it. 
I mean, you, all your major sports takes a break. Your TV shows take a break. You know, you have to have a break. People don't want to. It's that whole thing. If, if you're always there, how can they miss you? Yeah. No, I agree. You know, um, it, it, it's an idea. Know, it just goes to, especially on the independent level, how do these people make a living? But there's, but the people that's not making a living to the people that are, those people not are out, definitely way outweigh them ones that are making a living. Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. I will say, I think more people today are, are making a living just independently because there's other there's other means of, of income, right? That can be tied in. Yeah, here Do you know Effie is? Yeah. Like Eff, Effie's got a Twitch. Effie's got, you know, the guys have YouTube channels, guys have podcasts, you know. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, there's other realms. I'm, not, I'm talking about when you do a season, I'm just talking about the season of shows. You can still do all your other stuff in the meantime that it's, you know, will keep you going. Yeah. If I, you know what I'm saying? But actual having shows, I think would would help, you know, because you can still do have all your other stuff in the time, you know, have get your YouTube channel, put your old matches on, have your podcast, all that, you know, your your Twitch, your cameo, all that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can still do all that, but the actual shows have it like, you know, go six, seven months, just all out, and then you take off. Move say, say seven months, you take off five months, dude. When you come back that first month, you're, it's gonna be hot because like now. Like you see, they're doing a lot of people are having good houses hmm. now. Since wrestling's starting to come back, oh, yeah, you know, people want it's a, the whole thing. Of, I think every near constant, even if you might run a show once every month in a town, you know, think about that seven month break where well, that's going to be coming back. Like I said, now the, the last few months where you're going, you know, full speed, in the last few months it might start slowing down, but when you take that break and it loops back around, you know. Oh, yeah. Because that's like, you know, it's, you know, sports. Yeah. Man, April comes here, you know, college baseball starts second, third week of February. Man, that's my Christmas, you know. Now, college baseball went all the way through the years, through the year, I wouldn't be, you know, because I know I got February, March, April, May, you know, and then got all that time. So, you know, it's, and then with, then, you know, first week of April. Major League Baseball starts. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. Then my time, October and World Series is here. Like, whoo, man, that was a long season, you know. Good to get a little break, you know. And then rolls around April, comes back again. All right, you know. It, I just think wrestling, especially I think Vince nowadays, since it's uh, TV show based, basically. Yeah. You know, and I think he, if he went to seasons, all out seasons, not like you, you know, the way you're saying. Actually, what you're saying would work to an extent. But to be just like a regular sport or TV show where you have an off season where they should reruns, you know. Um, but then again, I think he has his big shows are so spread out, though, right? So you got to yeah. build up. You got to at least have a month build up. Well, you can take Survivor Series out because that's really, I mean, some years that's big, you know what I'm saying? But you got to have your build up for King of the Ring, right? So you got to have a month of that. So start up in December, start building for King of the Ring. You have WrestleMania. And then you rest, then SummerSlam, you end it out. That's where you go out. So December to August. And you, that SummerSlam, you go out on a boom. It's like a cliffhanger on, on a, um, a TV series. You know, May May is the last month for TV shows. I was going for that cliffhanger. You got to wait all the way from May to September, October to, to the season starts again. And you're like, what the crap happened, you know? Yeah. 
I, I think with with WWE being basically a TV based product now, I think that would be they that would help because their ratings are in the crapper because it's the same people, the same stuff, same week every week, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. It goes back like I said, I've already said before. How can you miss us if we're not if we're never gone? How could you want to see us if it's always there? You know. I, I agree, and there's definitely some pluses to it. However, the execution's not something I don't think could ever be done. I don't either, because wrestling's been so ran this way since day one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, because, like, you know, back in the carnival days, it'd still go because you'd go up in the summertime, you'd go up north. I mean, the summertime, you go in the south. Wintertime, I mean, I, shoot. <laughs> it's the wintertime you'd go down south, you know, and when it get, you know, it, you'd, you know, you do, you have some off month, you know, but weather wise, you go wherever the, you know, yeah, up and down, you know, for, uh, so you, you'd stay busy in the car where you go out west, you know, so, you know, so basically, yeah, the wrestling, it's been always year round. So um, maybe Vince could do the thing and Indies could stay where they are. Cause it, cause like, you know, it goes back to, your really big indies do not run every week in town. So I think the indies could do it because the way they're the way they're based now, you know, but like Vince is on every week on TV in every town because it's on TV. Yeah. Indies are not, you know what I'm saying? So that I think you could probably go do you still keep it the way it is. But I think if Vince did it, it'd have a more effect on his business, better wise. Because kind of the indies are already doing it now where they, you know, you know, the, like, what was y'all doing it for, um, uh, what was the one Crimson's promotion? Tried and true. Tried and true. We got it every three months. Yeah, two to three. Yeah. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's so a season wouldn't, it wouldn't be good for that. Because y'all already going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I know it's a lot of, a lot of most of your big indies are run once a month in a town. So, seasons probably wouldn't, I think about more, seasons probably wouldn't be good for the indies. But for Vince, I think it would really help his product and we got to go because we're like i was wanting to i'm talking about cutting stuff down and we went way over tonight so i ain't got nothing more to ask are you you got anything dad i'm good okay if you're done i'm done stick a fork in her she's done for jeremiah plenty quinkers hey that's me thanks for listening god bless bye-bye everybody